Okay, so today is April 17th, 2021, and I'm kind of in that place right now where I'm just coming to terms that I'm still in baby land. You know, I'm living the baby land life where basically I don't get to choose my life very well, right? It's kind of like when I first had a baby and babies just hungry when they're hungry and they need to poop when they need to poop, right? And you don't get to choose their schedule. You don't get to choose when they're happy about things. You don't get to choose when they're sad about things. And that's okay because people aren't supposed to be moved around like cattle, right? So I understand that. And at the same time, it's like I thought I'd be smarter in some ways and be like, oh, well, because I know I'm going to live such a volatile life when I'm with people. And I'm choosing a life with people, right? I'm not choosing to live on an island by myself. I'm choosing to live a life with people. And sometimes it's so tricky for me. I just, I really honor their opportunity to have choice and all these things. And at the same time, it's like, I don't feel like I know how to honor for myself to have choice either, though. It's like, I block off my whole life so that everybody else can have choice. And then I haven't created space for me to feel like I get to, right? Like, what would I be doing all day if I could? I'd probably be sitting outside knitting. I wouldn't be doing any dishes or any food prep or anything because I would just be happy sitting in the sun knitting or something, right? Or digging in the dirt and... Because, like, yesterday I tried doing that, but then I was so hungry at the end of the day, and I was so grumpy and hungry. I couldn't take care of anyone. I couldn't do any stories. I couldn't, like, I could barely breathe because I was, like, I used all my energy to, like, enjoy just digging. And I couldn't do anything to, like, make sure that I had food to eat because there's nobody else in my life that cares about that either. So in some ways I feel kind of lame, you know, because I'd have the same issue if if I had no people to take care of, right? And it was literally just me. I'd probably have the same issue and be like, oh yeah, like I spent the whole day doing this and I'm still really hungry and I have nobody to do that for me. And so I guess I probably wouldn't be living the same life, but at least in this in this life I actually have company while suffering through my weaknesses of like, I don't know what it is. I think part of it is attention deficit. Like I have a hard time focusing on things because it gets so boring so fast that it's like, I just can't live a life where I'm constantly doing the exact same thing over and over and over again. And be totally genuinely happy and cheerful about it the whole way through. So then I switch it up often, which really usually means I don't get anything done. You know, like I have a half a dirt pile made or I have a half a meal made or whatever, right? And so there it is. And then sometimes I try to escape it all and just have a nice break to kind of have a respite. But then there's the, de the deadening kind of feeling of like, oh, well, I don't get to just pick up and go because 
I don't have somebody else to make sure that everything else is taken care of while I can just go and do that. I have to wait until like 4 a.m. in the morning, 5 a.m., 6 a.m. to go and try and do that again. I have to wait until like 8 o'clock at night, which is okay. It's like, but it's at the same time, it's like growing up, I was so used to like having a certain schedule that was like, oh yeah, I only have to be on between 9 to 5, for example. And I would always look at these mother people and like people that were committed to their family and people, and they would just be like day in and day out, 24-7, being so ready on call to like serve, or like people that would go on missions. And I'd be so amazed with their hours of service. It would be like they wake up at 6 and they get ready. And then they're serving all day long until the moment that they fall asleep on their pillow. And I used to think that was such a big life. And now it's like, yeah, maybe mission prep actually does prepare people for parenthood because that's the life. It's like from sun up to sundown, it's like you're just on call. And in some ways, it can be super excruciating and like mentally like crazy and like so daunting and like thankfully over time it does get better you know like that's just the way it goes things get better as we keep doing it for long enough it just gets better it's just as I'm in the midst of it I'm still like I just want to throw up like I'm just like I'm just so done I don't want to have to do this much work I don't want to like I just want to go outside and knit and I just want to go outside and dig in the dirt. And I don't want to have to worry about what food there is for me or anyone else. I don't want to have to worry about how much cleaning there is to do to make sure that people can, like, be safe and sanitary and cleanly and, like, not get diseases and things like that. Like, I just, like, maybe that's, like, my error, too. It's, like, I'm so caught up with the survival mindset of it that I'm not really realizing the beauty of it like like a couple days ago I came to the realization where it's like no I don't have to believe this thing that like cleanliness and like homemaking stuff that it's all drudgery work because really I'm painting a canvas right and I have like throughout my life I thought that oh so this canvas gets cleared out every day and that's the way it should look or like coming to the realization that my canvas looks the way that it looks every single day because that's my canvas. Everybody's canvas is going to look different. When someone has a pen and a paper, every single person makes their strokes completely different from another person because they have different hands. They have different interests. They have different fascinations and interests, things that they like and don't like, right? So it expresses itself through those strokes. And so that's what I'm coming to terms with. It's like, what if it's okay that my strokes look this way? What if it's okay that the strokes that I, or like the painting colors that I have available today are the painting colors that I have available? You know, in the same way that you can only get what the store has, right? It's like, if the store only has brown and gray, then like, what's the deal? Like, yes, you can complain about it to the moon, but it doesn't change the fact that they only have brown and gray that day. And that's all I'm going to get to paint with that day. And that's kind of where I'm thinking about this. It's like, how can I come to terms and acceptance and resilience that if I want to go and do something and I need everybody to be on board with that, 
that it's okay if I would love to to use all seven colors of the rainbow, maybe every tone and hue and whatever, but I literally only have gray and brown, right? I literally only have like two people on board. Two out of six people. And it's like, that has somewhat helped me to like move forward with processing whatever I was going through so that I don't have to feel that drain. Nope, you come back later. You come back later, go outside. You're in line. So, yeah, I am just grateful that we can just move forward and we can just make this happen. I'm really grateful that my husband is learning all about this leadership stuff right now from all these like army type people and it's like super grateful. You're, you're still in line. Did you know that? And, like, it's really good because, like, it really gives me some perspective as well. Like, in the same way they have to own responsibility for so many things that go on in their groups. And that's the other thing I need to own, too. It's like, I'm sure there's families out there that are able to think of a dream, make a dream, and, like, you know, say it's, like, five minutes out. Or, not five minutes out, but, like, you know, five years down the road. And then they work towards it, or like they have a goal every week, or they like are able to like communicate with all the people in their house and family, like what's going on that day or that week or whatever. And I think that's so cool that there's people in this world that feel the audacity to one have an idea in mind and two be willing to communicate it. One, be willing to communicate it regardless of how it's received. And two, be willing to communicate it regardless of how, um, how it'll go in, in communicating that interest. And then also like being influential in, in convincing the people that they're with to be on board with that idea, that mission kind of thing. And I'm just like over the moon wowed. I don't know if I'll even ever get to that level as a grandparent because it's excruciating. It's like for avoidant kind of people, it's like you put them in a situation. Like for example, yesterday I had a neighbor come over and they're like, hey, I want to talk to you guys at nine o'clock in the morning. And I was like, okay. And then every second after that, I couldn't breathe. I was like, I don't even know what the conversation is going to be about. But I just can't breathe. Like, I know a conversation is coming. I don't know what it's about. And I'm, like, totally uncomfortable because I don't know what it's about or whatever. And then suddenly I was like, okay, we just got to get it over with. I can't wait until 9 o'clock. It just needs to happen as soon as possible because I'm so uncomfortable. 
So then we just did it in like 15 minutes from the moment and it just turns out it was like a question about like, hey, could you do this? Like in church to help with this? Um, like, and will you support said person with that um, question? I was like, well, yeah, like that's a no brainer, right? Like that's not even a question that needs to be asked, right? Like, like that was like so not even anything I was thinking about, right? And so that's the thing. It's like, that's kind of like what I want to have faith with in like moving forward with some kind of a planning planner kind of feel kind of life where I get to be some kind of a leader person that says, oh, hey, this is what we're doing this week. This is what we're doing today. And these are the things that are going to be happening. Do you think that you can support with that going on? If you don't feel like you can support, what what can we do to help you so that you might feel like you can support or what can we do to help you to do while that thing is going on anyways, right? So then I'm like, okay, well, that would be amazing, right? Because, like, a part of me is like, I, I have avoided that whole life of taking full-blown leadership in that way because it's been so excruciating in other areas, right? Like, when I had one person in my life that I was wanting to share different things with for a time, it's like I try to share it with them, and every time it was, it was like, it was like I'd share this this piece of poem or I'd share this story or something. And it's like they would look at me as if I was abusing them. And I'd be like, what? <laughs> like, I'm not trying to, like, wreck your life here. And, and I just couldn't do it anymore. I was like, I just feel like we're totally not on the same page. And there's literally nothing I can do to get us on the same page. Because I just want to help, but it's really being received as if I'm being some kind of abuser person which I'm not, and I'm just, like, feeling so confused. And so it just never really moved forward from there. It was just kind of in a standstill kind of place, and I was like, okay, that's just where it's going to be with that relationship, and that's fine. I'll just move on, and I'll just do the things that I can do so that I don't have to have somebody else thinking that I'm trying to do something that I'm not. And that's the thing, too. It's like I'm so sensitive to unrighteous dominion. Like, I'm completely disgusted by it, right? So if, like, if there's any instance where I feel like I'm trying to explain something or, like, some idea that I have, I quickly feel like if I have opposition, it's because I'm practicing unrighteous dominion or something, right? When the truth of the matter is probably just they're being immature and they don't understand the full aspect of how one plus one equals two and it's not like one plus one because I think their mindset is like one plus nothing equals nothing right like like they don't actually believe that one plus one equals two and that's the other thing it's like I need to live a life that's so much more solid so that I can just be like okay guys like one plus one is two let's just get over it you don't have to believe me but we're still gonna move forward as if it is and and like if you're gonna be grumpy through it like however many days we're gonna be doing this for that's fine but that's just what's going to be happening for the next few days or like the next hour or whatever right and and be okay with that because I'm just like I'm so like you know I love the free spirit thing I love the you know like feeling like I can do anything with any day any time and at the same time I'm feeling a little bit like 
super frustrated with the, the um, incontinuity, the disunity, disharmony that I feel like it has created in the culture of my home where it's like, because there's been so much openness, it then creates this culture as if like, you know, when there is some structure, that really it still doesn't matter, right? And it's like, in other instances, I'm like, yes, but I, I'm like a serious fun kind of person, right? When I seriously believe something is fun, and that I am getting ready for it, and then there becomes this like immediate like dam, like this big block to get there in the form of a person in my family to say, I don't wanna do that, so then it's like, okay, well then our plans are done, because I'm not the kind of person that's converting people. Like, I'm not here to convert, convince, defend. Like, I'm just here to have a great time. And then when that's blocked by their choice of being like, well, I'm not going to do that. Or like, I'm not interested. It's like, oh, great. So we're just going to sit at home for the next 20 years until everybody's gone. And I can just go and do the fun that I want to do. So I'm just like, in my mindset, trying to get into the space of being like, it's going to be okay. I can do my fun before six in the morning and I can do my fun after eight and that's okay. Cause at least I have that, right? Like I at least have a life where it's available to me. You know, it's available if I can carve it out and I haven't found a way to carve it out at any other time other than those times, like regularly, because I feel so much responsibility, so much like, those feelings and I just don't know what to do with it because really I feel responsible to do something between the hours of six to eight every day but I probably only have one hour of those like 14 hours that I'm such and such like apparently responsible there's probably only one hour of those hour of those 14 hours where I'm actually genuinely one-on-one -on -one committed and having a great old time right Every other, like, for the rest of the 14, 13 hours, I'm just like, I just don't want to do this anymore. I'm just so done. I don't know. Some people do it where they just go to work. And then they have their, their people being taken care of by other people because they don't, they would prefer to have a good relationship with their family members in a short amount of time than like having so many hours of obligation. And other people just abandon their family and they just say, hey, I don't exist anymore in your life and I'm gone and maybe I'll see you never, right? Like there's people in the world that solve their solutions that way. I don't feel like I'm necessarily one of those people that will solve my solutions in either of those ways. Because literally I do enjoy so much of my life so much anyways. Like that, that really doing either of those things doesn't make any sense to me. With my life mission and who I am and what's mine to do and all that kind of thing. And at the same time it's like I'm probably just being stressed because I've just been in like person like nurse nurse mom and wife person for like the last three days here yes it's been nice and like tender and kind and like developing this thing in me of like patience and love and things like that and on the other aspect it's been like it's been really tough 
it's like I feel so much suffocation like like almost as if like when when I had one family member who would work away and they'd be gone for weeks or months or they'd be gone for the weekend and things and when I was in those modes it was like it was super drudgery to be like oh I'm literally chained to the dishes or I'm chained to the floors and like I just I'm not allowed to go and do any of the things that I just want to go and do to like watercolor or whatever because I'm still doing it because I'm so bad at doing it that it's just like I can't get through them so it's just like I'm always doing it so like that's like my big complaining thing but like if I were to just get right to it it's like hey I am really grateful like I'm grateful that I actually have a body that works you know not a lot of people can depend on their body these days I have a body that works like I literally can run and not be weary that's pretty cool you know the only time I get weary is maybe because I've actually exerted myself like for a good long while like yesterday when I was digging and and then I needed a break and I needed food which wasn't available yet but I was actually able to do it when I just committed myself to just say I'm doing this and I'm not gonna do something else different until it's done right and that's like that's like my whole life existence of finding out what can I do to just make it work it's been quite a miracle in general that I can just do anything that I do in my life right I just like I was raised with a person who had a mental illness so all I know about being a person is to just like let other people just eat as much junk food as possible and and let people just like press as many buttons as they would like to at any given time and moment because that's all I was raised with right and so you would think that that's all I would do in moving forward with the life that I was raised with. But like, because I lived that life, I know how damning it is. I know how it feels like you're just in this dam and you are just lost, right? And you just can't get out because you don't know how to climb over it. You feel scared to know how to like, you know, like live life outside of the bubble of that safety of like junk food and screens. And so you just keep living it and you just keep getting rounder and rounder and plumper and plumper and you just feel like so much lost self-confidence because you just don't feel like you're really living the life that you were born to do. And so that's why I'm like, well, I can't just do that to someone else. Like it was already done to me in, indirectly, of course, you know, like I have, I can be so grateful for the life that I was able to live because literally I never broke a bone. I never did any of that because I was so always in front of a safe screen, right? Like quote unquote safe. So I never got to experience anything. I just got to experience whatever, whoever was making whatever show got to show, right? And then thankfully I, I adapted this lifestyle between the 12 and 18 range where it was like, okay, hey, like, let's just start living life because I can't. Like, I'm old enough to take the bus. I'm old enough to take phone calls. I'm old enough to, like, make a calendar. Let's just fill up my life with exactly what I want. So then I would look and find, like, kind of like there's a Just Serve website now. I would find something on that every day that I possibly could. 
and I would just fill it up. I'd be like, oh, this is what I'm going to do on this day because that's what it says on Just Serve or whatever. This is what I'm going to do on this day because that's what it says here. And I would just fill the whole thing up. And then so finally, I could start living a life where I wasn't totally bound to those, um, to the constraints of like screen jail. And I could finally just be like, oh, well, I get to meet people. I get to like learn how to do stuff. I get to learn about different places in the city or whatever. I get to learn that there's different cultures and different like protocols and like social things and like, and it was really invigorating, you know? So it's like, I can't say that was all for bad, right? And the same way that I can't say that my life right now is all for bad either. It's like, I think there's a certain level of what we need to experience sometimes of like, some level of drudgery, boredom, whatever, because it makes, the, it's like sorrow is built for joy, right? And so it's like, if I'm really to live a joyful life, like a full and joyful life, who am I to be complaining about the moments that are sorrowful and that are sad or boring or whatever? Because that's all part of getting to the joy. Like, I feel so silly sometimes when I'm like so caught up in it right now that it's just like, so frustrating and so just really not encouraging. But then at the same time, it's like, well, what else am I going to expect of myself though, right? Like, I'm literally almost 32. I'm like, you know, my baby is almost two months old. And I've always joked with myself, every time I have a new baby, it's like I've died and I'm that age again. I'm, I'm growing with my baby with their age. So in some ways, I'm not even two years old in the life that I'm living right now. So it's like, what, what can I expect of myself with those kinds of circumstances? And then so it's like, well, I don't know if I can have much expectation of myself. All I can expect is like, that I can be a willing, ministering kind of person, right? That's like getting on the job training as I go. And like learning things as I go in the same way that I would always look for in a volunteer position, right? It's like I'd look for a volunteer position, I'd scan through and see what age category they were looking for a volunteer, and then I'd see, oh hey, they like somebody that's interested in art or whatever, and then it's like, okay, that's kind of me. And then I would just kind of scan through and just find that, that fit of like, oh, this one looks good. I'm gonna write down that person's number, I'm gonna put it in the calendar, and I'm gonna say, that's a person I need to call to see if they're okay with me coming to help with that thing. And then so it would happen, right? And so like when I'm in this life, it's like, what if I could just be so grateful that I don't have to have the volatility of wondering who I'm gonna serve every single day of my life. I can literally be serving the same people for the next 20 years. And that's really cool, right? It's really cool to live a life where you can develop a long-term relationship in ministering to a certain group of people. You know, like whenever I was serving in the places I was, you know, like, it was always fun to just meet new people, but I always knew, you know, like, once I could go abroad and, like, have the permission to like, try that, it became really clear that I kind of felt like it was a useless cause. Because it's like, hey, you go abroad for however many years or however many months, but it's such a short blip that I really didn't feel like, you know, in my heart of hearts, like, with a community builder kind of a mentality, I just didn't feel like that's how to make real difference in the world, in people's lives, like, to be, like, fully living my role as a daughter of a king, like, 
Is that really the best way to do it? And when I was honest with myself, it always came back to like, no, it's not the best way. Motherhood is the best way to do that because literally you are creating a nation of all of your best friends, right? And that's like really cool. Like that's really cool. Like when in the, when in the history of any administrative position you have, when you can just, you know, you get to choose in some ways, not just like who people are that you're serving with, but like who you're serving and just like, you get to be this person that's like molding and shaping a beautiful human being. Like, that's so cool. Like it's beyond cool, right? And so it's like, sometimes it gets really chizzied out because of how many dishes there are, or whatever lights on the floor. But I really love that poem, that like motherhood, like Mother's Day poem that says something like, every time you're about to wipe away the fingerprints or whatever of like your day or whatever of being with all these little people, try to just savor it for a moment. Just like memorize that moment of seeing those little fingerprints because they're always gonna be fleeting. You know, like I when I started this thing like 11, 12 years ago, it was like, oh, I'm eternally a mother of a baby, right? Like I'm just eternally there. And then like, lo and behold, in like two sneezes, it's like, oh, um, the baby's not a baby anymore, right? Like they're actually more than 10 years old, right? Like, and it's just like, oh, like what has been happening, you know? And, and then I flash back to all those precious little moments and it's just like, you know, like there's nothing better than having those moments and memories of like nursing your babies or watching them run to you, right? Like, and, and they reach to you because they want you to hold their hands because they're learning how to walk or like you get to watch them ride their bike for the first time or you get to see their smile after like they've just met a friend or different things like that. And it's just like, I just love that quote that says something like, motherhood is like getting to watch your heart walk around outside of your body like and I just think that's so true because it's like it's just there's nothing else that really like equates to it I was talking with one person that I teach yoga to and she was talking about this thing where it's like she's she always has a hard time whenever she's saying goodbye to one of her children that are leaving home for whatever venture they're going for, right? Because she always has that deep worry, like what if they never come back? You know, because of course she's had similar experiences with death in her family of of like children. And so that's always tender to her, be like where she literally feels like, what if this is the last time I get to give them a hug and they're not gonna come back? And I just like, I really feel so tender towards that because you know, like, I remember what it was like being on the other end, trying to run away from, like, the people that took care of me because I just felt like I was done. And feeling that, that depth of their attachment to me to the point where they couldn't let me go. They just didn't want to. They were, like, so mad that I was getting married, so mad that I was going to school and all these things because they couldn't let me go. And... And it just became this really terrible rift thing for a little bit, where it's like, it was like they were stepping in my footsteps of blocking me from my dreams and stuff. And then now getting to talk with like another mother that has already full circle done that a few times, it's been really healing to be like, oh, so she was mad at me for leaving because she loved me that much, right? Like she was sad and scared that I would never come back. And she was sad and scared that like, that 
she wouldn't know what to do without me because because I had been in her life for that long and, she, and I was like a helpful person in her life and I had made that much of a difference as a daughter in her home for that long that she was attached and cared about me enough to actually not be okay that I was leaving, you know? And, and when I think of it that way, it's kind of like a baby, right? Like when they're starting off, they're really not okay that their parents are leaving. They're like, are you leaving me with a babysitter? Like, no, like this is not happening, right? And they're just, they fight it. You know, I had one child that would fight it every time for like two years straight. She had such a deep attachment for some reason to me. And then she would walk around the house with all of my clothes, just like not knowing if I ever come back. So she would just walk around with my clothes, just like be like, mommy, mommy. dragged all of my clothes across like the backyard through the house through the front yard so all of my laundry would be skewed all over and I'd be like oh my goodness like I need to start hiding my clothes in a different place and I need to give her one little cloth so that that's her thing right and so it's like what do you do when you have such strong attachments with people that you love whether it's other people that love you or you love them that much is it really that bad of a thing? You know, like, is it really that bad of a thing? And that's like where I'm coming to with this. It's like, it's not that bad of a thing, right? In the same way that I was a little upset because I had an idea of something that I wanted to do for fun. And then I was talking with one person about it to see how we could make it work. And then they were not gung-ho about it. And so I just knew, I was like, I'm not gonna fight this. Like, if, if, it, if you know, the stars align for us to be able to do something fun and we're all on board to do it, then that's great because then I'm like, I know that I'm not going to be exercising extra energy to just do that part of the work when there's already enough energy that needs to be done in the structural aspect of making sure everything's organized enough to just pick up and go. And so I was really upset about that. But when it comes down to it, it's like, what's more important, right? It's like the same thing as like, you know, I have this one person in my life and they're super introverted, right? And so it's like, it's super important for me to be respectful, to be like, oh, well, I can't just create a double date every time we're alone together because they would prefer to just be alone with me. They don't want to be with lots of other people. They just want to be alone with me. And that's like the same thing with this child. Like, they're not great and happy to just go out and do things with other people and like, and just do those experiences, right? Because it's, it's not so cozy for them. It's like, there's a lot of places where there's not shelter there might be experiences where the heat is too much or you know like they might have to find a shade or whatever but like it's just not it's not really like super comfortable right so it's like I have to be okay that not everybody is like hardcore adventure explorer style like I am and like to be okay that those are the people that I'm surrounded with right now and that, and not like, not to say it in a like, oh, like it's, it's such, it's such a, a drain that I have to be around these kinds of people. I'm trying to say like, those are the people that are my people that I feel this deep like attachment to, to want to help and want to help them feel comfortable and feel loved, all of those kinds of things. And so it's like, I'm getting over myself, right? It's like, I'm getting over my own preferences so that I can be open and willing to be this kind of a person that's like, no problem, right? Like we will respect what your needs are because I don't understand them, but you know them enough that you're able to express it 
so that's great and let's just honor it and I can like meanwhile I can do some things that I like to do when I'm in the house at the uh, onset I was like I don't want to do anything and I was like I don't want to like I'm done because if I'm in the house then I feel compelled to have to be cleaning the whole time and so it's like I like to go out because then I don't feel like I am wasting time just sitting around right but at the same time, it's like, well, if I did have some time at home, what would I be doing? I'd probably be making some kind of fancy food thing and just making a cake or something for fun. Or I'd probably be like painting something or like, you know, building some kind of garden space set up, like landscaping thing. Or like I'd probably pick up a book or like search something or like listen to something or or make a space really fancy. You know, like I'd probably like make it all glossy and polished and just those kinds of things. And so it's like, I just have to come to the reality of like, you know, some days look like a certain way. Other days look like a certain way, but it's all a part of this canvas thing that I'm doing. You know, whether it's the blank page canvas or the layered painting canvas or half done, half not, whatever it is, it's like, I need to be okay that it's okay either way, right? Like Jesus Christ still atoned for me. He's still on my back. I'm still on his team. Like I can be okay that all of these fiery darts that are trying to fire at me and like try to distract me from like the purpose, like the goal of the day is to like be Christ-like and not be Christ, you know, like, could I just do that rather than getting so caught up with like certain perfectionism things where it's like this didn't line up at this time at like this exact way and it's just like oh like I'm going crazy because like I was expecting to be doing this at this time of day and and now it's not even a something that's even possible and da, 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 and I could get like really caught up with that and just like die over that like is that the hill I want to die on it's like no I don't want to get to heaven and be like why did you die because it was 12 o'clock and like just couldn't handle that was 12 o'clock right like it's like oh my goodness like I just not gonna do that I just need to like hunger down do something fun because I'm able to right sometimes I like don't give enough give myself enough credit because I think that oh when I'm with friends then that means that it's automatic fun no no big deal like because that's kind of been my history it's like oh when I'm with friends, that's like my trigger in a good way, like a good symbol, where it's like, oh, well now it's just gonna be accents and fun and talking about things and just like super chatty and just like back and forth and just like watching kids play and like that kind of beautiful life. And so it's like, you know what? It's okay. I'm just gonna sit and eat some dates and tahini and it's gonna work out. So that's like what I'm thinking about.